This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome again to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. This is my match reaction show. My five takeaways from Foam's draw against Burnley at Turf Moor. It was a 2-2 draw, but honestly, it didn't need to be a 2-2 draw. Foam should have won this match, and I'm going to be explaining in my five takeaways why they didn't. There are some good moments to talk about, and there are some obviously not so good moments. I'll be going through that in this show. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other film supporters find us. Okay, so before I go through my five takeaways, let me just share this with you. Just my opening thoughts on this. When I look at it, if you said before the match a point away, I would say that's a good result. But when you look at how this match played out, how dominant Fulham were for Huge portions of this match. This is definitely two points lost. And I just want to mention just a disappointment overall because Fulham should have gotten all three points. Against a club near the bottom of the table, I want to give full respect to Burnley. I I think they're doing everything that they can. I think they have a bright future. I think they'll go down and come back up, hopefully with this manager because I think he's a quality manager. But when you're up two goals, you should be putting this match away, and that's obviously going to be one of my takeaways. But I've also just want to mention, I've noticed some good talk about Rodrigo Muniz. I thought he was solid. Congratulations for the goal. He works hard. Fulham need a better striker. We'll see if Armando Broya will be it. Very difficult to tell in 15 minutes if he's the real deal. One training session with the club. Give him some time. Absolutely give him some time. Another thought about this, and I've seen a lot of this on social media, really going after Bern Leno. And let me just say, he deserves criticism for giving up that opportunity, which led to the goal. Again, mistake by him. That first goal sets everything up, which we saw. That leads to the 2-2 draw. But overall, Bern Leno has been a phenomenal goalkeeper. Has he made some mistakes lately? Yes, but I would argue that there isn't a flawless player out there that they're going to make mistakes. But if you look over course of the season, over two seasons, this is a first-class goalkeeper. Everyone makes mistakes. He made one here. It costs Fulham dearly. But if you're thinking about replacing Baron Leno, I can't help you there. That is just full-on ridiculous to me. You, we can agree to disagree on that. He does not even remotely be in that talk for me to be replaced. But after a disappointing result, I get it. 
but I just disagree with it strongly. And that is where I'm going to start this show because I'm just very disappointed with some of the talk about Baron Leno. That's ridiculous. So let's get to the match itself with my five takeaways. Let's start with number five. I'll give Burnley some credit here. Burnley deserved credit for scoring the goals to get a point out of this, but they offered very little besides that. They had an opportunity late in the first half, but beyond that, Fulham were the better side. They did not offer enough to win this match. No way. I don't even think they offered enough to get the draw, but they did enough. Those are two different things. So I want to give them credit for doing enough because that's all they did. They did enough. They did not deserve to win this match. Absolutely. Fulham should have won this match, but when you make the mistakes that they made defensively, you get what you get, and you don't capitalize on opportunities to put the match away. That's on Fulham. This match, this 2-2 draw for me, is a hell of a lot more about Fulham than about Burnley because Fulham made Burnley look poor. So that's just my thoughts on that. I was not feeling strong about this match going into it because of the injuries of players away on African Cup of Nations, which again shows itself in this match. Both of them would have made a huge difference. But you know what? They were still the better side and deserved all three points. And to win at Turf Moor, a victory would have meant a lot. They have not won there since the 50s. They had the opportunity in their hand. And let's just say they threw it away. But Burnley deserved credit for scoring the two goals. That's why that's my number five. Number four. And Marco deserves some criticism here. Marco leaves it late for his substitutions. He brings on Broyam and Kearney in the 75th minute and then Tete in the 85th minute. That is way too late for me. And Marco is, again, known for leaving his substitutions pretty late in the match. Normally, you see substitutions around the 60th minute. But Marco tends to leave leave it, at least what I've noticed, many times later than that. And I get trust in your players. I understand that. But what I've learned from Fulham is they are a do-what-we-do team. And that, to me, is a little bit disappointing because teams figure that out. And when you need to, say, change the game a little bit or you're up 2-0 and you need to get that third goal, maybe you make that substitution with Breuer earlier than the 75th minute. He doesn't do that. He waits until the 75th minute. That's a difference of 15 minutes. And Breuer did not have enough time to make any kind of impact. And I just want to give him a chance to acclimate himself into the team. And I think giving him 15 minutes is certainly not enough time. Here is a player that has played a lot for Chelsea. He was physically fit to do at least 30 minutes. I think Marco got this one wrong. I also disagree with starting Reed over Kearney. I would have started Kearney. But those are his decisions. But to bring these substitutions on late and Tete in the 85th minute, I think was uh, just not the right decisions, but he's the manager. I'm just a supporter, but I think it's fair for me to question leaving it late in this match. And that's why that's number four. Number three, being up, being up two nil is great, but it proved to be a dangerous lead. And I've seen this many times with Fulham over the years. 
When you're up 2-0, I've heard this. Many people have talked about it. It, it is a dangerous lead because if they score one, there's a really good chance they might score another to even out that match. And that's what happened here. You're up 2-0. You need the third goal to kill the game off. And they did not get the third goal. They had opportunities. But they definitely shot themselves in the foot by not getting that third goal and giving a lifeline to Burnley, which they got laid on in the match. They got a lifeline. They didn't deserve a lifeline. Fulham were dominant and comfortable for the majority of this match. They were. Let's call it what it is. But when you don't score the third goal, this is what happens. I shouldn't say this is what always happens, but it can happen. And it happened in this match. And sometimes you have to have the killer instinct. That's why I was talking about the substitutions. Maybe you bring Embroyer earlier. They just did not get that third goal, and they left them open for what happened later. So it's nice to get a 2-0 lead. It really is. But if you don't follow that up with a third, you're just asking for trouble, and they, they got it in this match. That's why that's my number three. Number two, and this is actually a real positive for Fulham. The playout wide continues to be a weapon for Fulham. And what's interesting about this, I'm talking about the play with, on the right, they were very dangerous. The play with uh, Castagna and Bobby Decadover-Reed, even though I, I don't think Bobby Decadover-Reed had a great match, they're still dangerous out there. And on the left, I just want to say this again and again and again, because Anthony Robinson is improving a tremendous amount. He is a real weapon down the left-hand side. His crossing's getting better. We all know that he has his pace to really hurt teams, but it's not just that. It's being able to get the ball in dangerous areas. He's really doing that now. So I want to give him a lot of credit. He's doing his defensive duties for the most part this season. But going forward, he is a weapon going forward. And then you have William. The two of them really have a great chemistry. Fulham, this is where they're going to make their hay the rest of the season out wide, and they can continue to do that. I do look forward to Alex Awobi returning, and I'll also say for Harry Wilson, I think this is where that injury and the player being at the African Cup of Nation hurts Fulham. But if you look at it overall, moving forward, Fulham are going to hurt a lot of teams, including the big clubs with their play out wide. Even if they're beating them on the counter, the way that Jedi and Castagna, or I'll even say Tete, can overlap, run with their winger, and and give those opportunities, and also for overloads, all of that is in play because of what they're doing, getting the ball wide. It sets everything up. This is where Fulham are at their best, in my opinion. And I think when Awobi gets back, you'll see that even more with some really good play in between two or three people. I think they're missing Awobi, especially in situations like this. But there's no question what Fulham's strategy is, and it is working really well. They can score more goals. I can see the potential of why they had scored those goals in those two matches 5-0 because of the way that they play together. They are missing pieces. I think that's also causing the problem. But it's encouraging to see the play out wide. I, I wanted to just emphasize that before I go to my number one. Okay, coming up next is my number one takeaway for this 2-2 draw for Fulham against Burnley. 
Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, to end this episode, and this is actually going to be my number one key to victory. So it kind of brings it all together. Number one, the defensive mistakes were the difference from this match becoming a win. Two mistakes led to two goals, and that's why Fulham have a draw. I said at the beginning of the show, Burnley offered very little going forward. They really didn't offer a lot of threat. So to capitalize on two opportunities, good for Burnley, but this is more to do with Fulham than it does Burnley, in my opinion. The first goal, Burnley has to do better on that. I understand all the criticism that he gets for this one chance here because that obviously led to the goal. He made an error in judgment, two to one. Then to end the match, Kenny Tete makes an error, and then I believe the ball goes through the legs of Tim Ream and then obviously gets past Baron Leno. We have 2-2. So multiple defensive mistakes makes this match 2-2. And this is very frustrating because I'll go back to what Scott Parker used to say. I'm not a fan of Scott Parker, but it's fine margins. That's what this is. Fine margins from one point to potentially a win of three points. You're ahead and you're giving up two poor goals to get a point, to end with a point. That is not good enough. And I'm sure Marco is very frustrated. The players themselves should be frustrated by this because they were the better side. But sometimes you don't get what you deserve, meaning I felt Fulham deserved all three points, but that's not what they got. And they only have themselves to blame. Credit for Burnley for scoring the goals, but who gave them up? Who caused them? And I'll blame that on Fulham all day long. They need to be better in these situations. It's the combination of not getting the third goal and these stupid defensive mistakes that bite Fulham in this match. So, I'm sorry to end with a negative, but this to me, again, was my number one key to victory. Please don't make any defensive mistakes. No defensive mistakes, and you have two, which lead to two goals. I predicted 1-1. I never thought it would be 2-2, but it's really the same thing. And it comes down to defensive errors. That's why Fulham get a point and not all three points. Very disappointed. But you know what? There are a lot of positives to take out of this match. And I'll say this. To end the show, as I talk about all the negatives, I will say this. When both of these players return from the African Cup of Nations, hopefully sooner than later, Harry Wilson comes back. 
we get Armando Broya up to speed. I think Fulham are going to start winning matches again. And I think they're potentially going to do it at a nice clip. I don't think they're going to end 12th or 13th. I think they're going to be higher than that. They could potentially match 10th last season if it plays out the way that I think it could play out. Now, again, I'm banking a lot on two players returning and an injured player coming back and a new player getting up to speed. But the structure is in place. It absolutely is in place for them to have a better second half of the season. It really is. Unfortunately, the easier matches are coming now. The more difficult matches on paper are coming later. But you know what? A lot of them are going to be at home. And I think Fulham are going to get points off of teams that people are not expecting. One is coming up, and that's Aston Villa. I'll say Tottenham. I think they have a good chance to get something off of Tottenham, maybe even beat Tottenham. There are matches coming up that on paper you're thinking, no way, right? No way. Once this team is basically in full together, healthy, and players back, I think the victories are going to start to come because I think, unfortunately, we have a car that is missing a couple parts right now. And once all the parts are back, I look forward to seeing what Marco does with a fully fit car. That's how I'm going to end this show. As always, please do subscribe on YouTube and Apple Podcasts. It does help other forum supporters find us. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. My name is Russ Goldman. Thank you as always for watching listen to Cottage Talk, part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.